listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. When I was a little boy, way back home in Liverpool, my mama told me I was great. And welcome to Rock Talk, the podcast where we talk rock and roll all night and podcast every day. We are your hosts, John Otney. And Colin Westman. Do you know what song I was doing there, Colin? Very poorly. Was that uh, I'm the Greatest <laughs> yeah, by Ringo Starr, written by John Lennon? It was. Yeah. And he plays on the track, too. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not going to recommend that album, but it's, you know, like, like, no, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not my special recommendation of the day. But yeah, it's an interesting album. I like how everybody in the Beatles is, like, still cool with Ringo after the band yeah, split up. Yeah, they're on that album. None of, none of them, like, there were little, like, pockets of, of resentment <laughs> towards the other three, I feel like. But everybody's like, I don't know, Ringo wasn't, like, talented enough to hate. <laughs> exactly. And we'll be talking about the Beatles plenty in this podcast or maybe not, but we'll see. Um, because we thought it would be fun in this episode to share our experiences with Greatest Hits albums, which is a bit of a frowned upon concept in music. Why do you think that is? Um, I mean, I guess it's frowned upon for music nerds like us, because <laughs> you gotta you gotta check out the albums, man. Like, it, it, I don't know. It's just always felt like any group worth worth your time should be able to make enough good songs to 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 also make up a good album um but you know i feel like the the casual music fan probably doesn't have any problem listening to greatest hits and like nowadays i assume the kids just listen like playlists or yeah if they're totally changed if they're listening to like an older artist they'll just listen to like the spotify essentials or something yeah. of an artist. So it's almost like the greatest hits is like an archaic thing in itself. It's like does yeah. anyone even like buy a greatest hit CD anymore? We can just go on and <laughs> download the specific songs on iTunes. Yeah. Um if I have to speak I, I, from the experience of a music nerd, I think another thing about greatest hits albums are where like an album like all albums are made for commercial distribution for the most part yeah. but like it's like a work from the artist whereas a greatest hits is usually like the company's like we need to throw together some tracks and make some more bucks. You know, and like, you know, sometimes an artist will like, oh, I picked the track order and we're going to throw two new songs on there that are like newer, but they're, don't trust me, they would be hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're terrible and they like lead off the, the compilation. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, lots of artists, our experiences with greatest hits albums from our youth. But first, I thought it would be uh, neat to kind of go through 10 pretty mainstream uh, singers and bands and then I'm going to pose these questions to you, Colin. If I was, you know, Bobby Teenager over here, I don't know these bands very well. I kind of know them. And I'm going to, like, throw a Can name out there. Can you do a voice? Can you do a teenager voice? <laughs> well, dude, I'm like, I want to get into these bonds, right? But I don't know if I should, like, get the records or if I'm just good with the greatest hits, right? Yeah? Well, what bands are you trying to get into bobby teenager oh are we are we doing it now are we good <laughs> am i doing this character for this whole segment you, you don't have to if this you don't gonna, want this to drive me insane okay. i'll get lost in the character and i'll forget who i am it doesn't seem like such a bad thing but uh you don't have to it's, okay and like i said i did very continue. very popular artists and when i say like oh should i start with the greatest hits album or another album i'm not saying like 
it's one or the other and then that's it for all of time it's yeah. like this is just the like if you pick the album over the greatest hits this is just where you would start yeah so not like you're losing out on all of those hits <laughs> so i'll start with the big one we've already mentioned them the beatles i want to get into the beatles man i totally like that across the universe movie um i would say the beatles is okay um just because i'm speaking from my experience and my first introduction to the beatles was the beatles one which came out um not not too long before i i first heard it um and i feel like that's a good greatest hits because a lot of those songs are just singles they're they're not on albums so i don't feel like it ruins any of the beatles albums and all those songs are just so great and and sort of you know meant to be singles not not really meant to be part of albums or at least especially the early the early hits i know there there there's some songs off of like abbey road that are on that compilation but like i feel like that's not a bad place to start i mean for sure when you have songs like you mentioned like love me do and from me to you that like they're on probably some like, like collection somewhere, yeah. but it's not like they're not necessarily weren't made for albums. Like Day Tripper, yeah, we yeah. can work it out or something. It's Those funny because this albums. is where my Beatles education started. Like I, I definitely knew about them and heard them on the radio all the time, but I never like sat down and like just put up, you know, put on my headphones on my CD player <laughs> and listened to the Beatles. So this was my first experience with that as my coming of age. I don't know, just good timing, I guess. And I think the Beatles, it's like. If you if you if you listen to that and you really love them, it's still overwhelming. After that, it's like, where the fuck do I go from here? So I'm curious to know. After you heard that, wh- where did you go next? My next one was Sergeant Pepper. That was mine too. Yeah. What what is that? I don't know. It's just the most famous stuff of their albums, I suppose. But I I don't know if that's the best next starting point. I almost want to say maybe Hard Day's Night would be a good entry point. If you're, I guess, if you're young and you just like kind of. Uh, are attracted to like the catchiness and the immediacy of of you know the young Beatles and just writing really uh catchy straight to the point pop songs but i i mean after sergeant pepper which i liked a lot uh i heard revolver and that fucking blew my mind so i i would say that's another probably next step if you want to hear the more experimental Beatles, but also kind of a mix of, of what was great about their early songs too. I feel like that's a good entry point. Yeah. I think for me it was Sgt. Pepper, then like magical mystery tour <laughs> and Abbey road and then going backwards from there. And then I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't seem too bad. I mean, magical mystery tour also is, is more like singles and hits and it's pretty accessible. But I think Hard Day's Night is an excellent choice too. If you want like a nice mid ground between like this, like it feels like a real album, and it doesn't have like like a lot of covers. If it has any, I don't think so. No, don't. So and plus you got the movie as a companion piece, sure. So <laughs> which is great. good. That, you know, I saw that at a pretty young age. So yeah. I guess that was probably one of the early things that got me into the Beatles as well. So I'd also recommend that you can start with their one of their movies. They're all good. <laughs> And I've never seen the Bee Gees Sgt. Pepper's movie, but I assume that is a good introduction to their music. It's got Steve Martin and George Burns. What else could you want? Yeah. All right. I'd like to move on to an artist that you very much enjoy. I very much enjoy. Because I think just if you don't really know much about this band, it's kind of daunting where to start. And The Who. Where would you go with The Who? The Who? Um, yeah, that's interesting. 
because that was even something I wrote down in preparation for this list. I wrote down like it's weird that I never like owned a Who greatest hits, even though they were like my favorite band growing up. For some reason, I just knew to buy Who's Next, <laughs> and I, I loved it. And it, yeah, I would say just buy that album. Uh, but I feel like there, you know, there's nothing wrong with buying a Who greatest hits because they also had a bunch of singles in their early days that aren't on albums like pictures of lily or anywhere any time any place whatever that song's called <laughs> magic bus i mean they, they got a lot of great singles from the 60s joined together is not on an album um so i mean i, I feel like that's okay too <laughs> i think there's a lot of hits that people would enjoy that are from albums that you probably will never need to listen to like who are who you, are you or <laughs> eminence front <Yeah>. or whatever <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember where my Who experience started. I feel like it was with the Kids Are All Right movie. I'm just gonna keep going for movies. It's <laughs> yeah. a great. That was a that was a good a good way to start. But I think I would probably say to start with like, even though it's right in the middle, Who's Next? Because it's like it's got like a lot of hits you'd know, yeah. but it's also got some other stuff. It kind of gives you an idea. Oh, this band's pretty rocking, but they can be pretty experimental too. So you'll be prepared for like Tommy and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a good place to start. Um, it took me years before I listened to like the early ones. I, mm-hmm. I can't rem- I can't remember where I started. I was all over the map with Who. That's why I brought them up because <laughs> they're such a difficult band, at least for me to navigate because they have a lot of great albums spread out all over I mean, the place. I, I love them because like every album they did was different from the last one they did. <laughs> like every single one's its own thing. Yeah, that's another reason it's tough to pick one because they can change so much from album to album. You you, you want to get the full experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if we're. Did we ever do? We didn't ever do a box sets podcast, did we? No. I should say that if I ever want to talk about the uh, the very expansive Who box set that I own, Thirty Years of Maximum R and B. And isn't that kind of like just a big greatest hits? But does it have some rarities? It has on it too? lots of rarities, okay. like weird shit on it. Yeah. It's very cool. But I'll say that for another time, and we'll move on. Um, just. Yeah, going off all the heavy hitters. Maybe I'll switch up the order as we go along so we kind of mix up the style of music. But uh, The Rolling Stones. I mean, that was definitely a, one I got introduced to from a greatest hits called 40 Licks. Oh, yeah, the best album ever, right? Yeah, with the little rainbow tongue on the cover. I even had a 40 Licks t-shirt when I was a kid. <laughs> like, yeah, 40 Licks. You think I would have just gotten the classic Rolling Stones tongue logo on a t-shirt but i got the 40 licks one. <laughs> wow that was, that was not very cool i think i got 40 licks from you i think you burned it onto two discs nice. for me yeah so oh that yeah i don't know about that i mean I've, i'm sure there's a better rolling stones greatest hits i know they have quite a few like um I don't know the names of any of That's them. the best one, Colin. <laughs> 40 songs. How can you do yeah, that? but it's like they split it up into like... I guess they split it up pretty well. That Like the first disc is just the 60s, and then the second disc is the 70s on. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, I guess it's okay. Because <laughs> you don't really care about the 80s and 90s, and there's not that many on it. It's mostly 70s stuff, I guess, on that second disc, which okay. is still good. Well, assuming there's a better Greatest Hits, do you think you'd recommend starting with the Greatest Hits, or would you th- want someone to start with an album? I don't know. It's interesting because they put 
as far as I know, pretty much all of their singles on their albums. They weren't like the Beatles in mm-hmm. that way. That's right. But at the same time, I don't know. It's hard to say if there's a definitive Rolling Stones album. I mean, Exile on Main Street's like their best. It's got to be, but it's not. It's not full of hits. It has like two hits. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like tumbling happy. dice and happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, even those aren't like two of their bigger hits from the seventies. Uh, I mean, I feel like the first Rolling Stones album I really loved and like totally got was "Let It Bleed." I feel like that's oh, a pretty yeah. good you one. Some Give me shelter. What else you got on there? Is that honky tonk? Scott, you you can't always get what you want. Of course, um, that's a good mix of like hits, but all, you can also see that they get into way more bluesy stuff. You know, yeah. someone who doesn't know about Rolling Stones may not know that they get like really into like old time blues slide guitars. Sure. Yeah, I think there's a Robert Johnson cover on that album. Um. Yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> Start with the greatest hits with the Stones because it is another one where there's a lot. I mean, they had a really long and great run from the the mid '60s to, to even up into Tattoo You. I guess is really <laughs> uh, where it kind of ended and like started to trail off. So I'd say it's okay. To do, do you remember hits with them? I'm curious. Do you remember the path that you took after the greatest hits? I don't remember mine like at all. Well, yeah, I, I kind of mentioned. I, I want, yeah, I want to say I did exile. It was exile. That early, and I, I don't think I loved it immediately. That's one that's definitely grown on me more over the years because it, it's it, only got two of the it licks. Kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> only had two of the licks. But uh, yeah, and then I think I did let it bleed after that, which I loved, and uh, then Beggar's Banquet, and then. What's the other one from that? Oh, uh, Sticky Fingers. Then uh, I think I went backwards a bit. Did like Aftermath and Out of Their Heads. Then uh, I don't know. It gets muddy from there. But. I think I think it was. It took forever for me to, to navigate the Stones, but I think it was uh, Sticky Fingers because I'm on the vinyl, so I could listen to that on vinyl and play with the with, zipper. With the zipper, nice. <laughs> Good times. Uh, all right, okay. what do you got next? What should I should? Uh, just, I have a lot of like the same kind of bands. Well, you know, let's make that. Let's, let's go you something like a, a little, You could do a newer one. I don't care. I don't have a lot of newer ones. Colin. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. I'll do. This is like just to give you an idea. This is like the newest one I have in terms of like yeah. came out on later in the scene. Uh, Prince. Ooh, Prince. I don't know. I never have listened to a Prince Greatest Hits. Yeah. I would say no, just because Purple Rain's so good and it's, it's got like, so many hits. It's the perfect sort of encapsulation of what makes him great but with prince i can see how a greatest hits might be appealing because i feel like it is a little harder to navigate after purple rain i i I guess what i did was like 1999 and then sign of the times uh but yeah like (laughs) you know he's an artist where he made just that one big commercial album and then he just got weirder after that so it was just it was just his style he didn't he didn't want to be a huge pop artist he didn't want to be michael jackson yeah good luck getting into like 90s prints yeah i, I haven't even <laughs> really tried there yeah no i feel like this is an easy one for sure purple rain i think 1999 was my first but purple rain is just an easy answer it's just it's so good you and know. it's got lots of hits it gives you a good mix of everything you can do and plus the album cover is fucking sweet <laughs> He's, on a He's got a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> How about Prince's arch nemesis, Michael Jackson? Ooh. 
Yeah, I would. I would say no. I I didn't. Uh, I've never listened to a greatest hits. I feel like you don't need to if you just have like Thriller, Off the Wall, and Bad. <laughs> they have so many hits. I don't feel like you need really anything else. Unless you you want to listen to Dangerous. Perhaps. Oh, we're gonna listen to uh, was it Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Oscar nominated it's Jackson 5 or is it? it's solo Michael Jackson solo Michael Jackson I feel like those first like 3, 4 Michael Jackson albums don't count because like they're not real Michael Jackson albums they're just like record producers being like sing all these songs Yeah, you're 14 let's do some albums yeah I feel like Thriller man you gotta go with Thriller it's got you know Thriller and Beat It and Billie Jean they're all like back to back to back like what more could you want man I think I actually heard Off the Wall first. What? I don't know wow. why. It's pretty cool. Colin. Maybe that's why I like it better. <laughs> you like it better than Thriller? Yep. Wow. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thriller is perfect. I just like the production a little oh, more because it's, cool. it's that '70s like pristine studio sound that I love. Yeah, it's pretty good. It doesn't have Eddie Van Halen. That's true. Yeah, this is an easy one. I, I don't think I've ever heard of Michael Jackson. You know, I, that's a lie. I was going to say I've never heard of Michael Jackson compilation. Last Halloween, I they came out with this corporate fuck, we need to make more money off of Michael Jackson release called Michael Jackson. I think it was just called Scream or something like that. You know, like his song Scream. Yeah. And it had all his spooky theme songs. And I ate it right up. I listened to it. It had like Rockwell, <laughs> that song with Rockwell, and the Scream, of course, song yeah. with Janet Jackson. I was pretty into that, like a themed collection. I thought that was really cool, but I would never recommend that as a place to start with Michael Jackson. And I don't think anyone wants to hear any of the weird tracks that came out after he died, which that has some of. So, yeah, easy one. There's plenty of great albums to choose from. You don't need a greatest hits. What about Ramones, man? Oh, um. I know our friend Nancy had a Ramones Greatest Hits growing up. Uh, it's I get like I can see how they work, but I, I just never listened to one. I mean, those first four albums are really good. I mean, even just like the first album feels kind of like a Greatest Hits. It does. Like every song is kind of like like an immortal punk classic, really. So I I would say that's the best introduction is that first Ramones. I album. agree. I definitely agree. I think the thing about the Ramones in greatest hits form is I love them to death, but I feel like if you have probably like 30 Ramones songs in a row that are the hit songs, it's going to blur together and you're not going to appreciate them as much if you don't have like kind of weirder songs to break them up, like 53rd and 3rd or that Chainsaw song. (laughs) You know, you need some of that stuff to really appreciate the the big hits. weird covers that they always put on an album. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder wonder if a Greatest Hits has like a lot of like, you know, their cover of a bar, 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 (laughs) or like California Sun. So, yeah, that's an, I think that's an easy call. First album, feels like Greatest Hits, it's Mm. great, and then, you know, just go on there and listen to the next three or four. How about Fleetwood Mac? Hmm. I mean, that's... I, I wonder what <laughs> Fleetwood Mac greatest hits are like because they were like two different bands. It's not going to have any of the... The, the Peter Green stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another one where it's just like Rumors is a greatest like hit. <laughs> just start with that one. Their other albums are really good, too. There's some nice 80s hits I think people would like to have, like Gypsy, but... Yeah, but I like those two albums they did in the 80s, too. Like, 
amazed that Tango in the Night is as good as it is. Like baby baby boomers doing like late eighties synth pop, like shouldn't be good. But that <laughs> album's really fucking good. Is that the one that has the really and the album co- the cover? album cover's terrible. <laughs> Looks like a like something would be on like a, a binder in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> This is where I put my history, AP history homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rumors. I think that's the. That makes sense. How about. Let's go back a little further in time. Let's go to Credence Clearwater Revival. I feel, I feel like they have a, a greatest hits in like the top 100 of the Rolling Stones. I think so. 500 greatest albums. I've never listened to a greatest hits of theirs, but I feel like it would totally work. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those albums, like sometimes I have to remember, is like, which album was that song on? Because yeah. they came out so close to each other. They mm-hmm. were releasing two, three albums a year yeah. of all of equal length, all of the same kind of sound. And granted, there's some cooler, more experimental stuff they did. I feel like a greatest hits will give you pretty much everything you need. They're a very commercial band. Yeah, totally. So I, I, I feel like a two CD set would pretty much give you everything you want, but it, it would probably cover like most of those albums. I feel like my first like deep dive into Creedence, aside from hearing them on the radio all the time, was like my stepdad. I want to say had like some German CD compilation <laughs> nice. that I listened to. And it was cool because, like, and I don't know how most greatest hits with them go, but I even had, like, Suzy Q, which is, like, a super long song. They may have, yeah. like, sh- broken it into two or shortened it up or something. But, yeah, even their experimental stuff ended up on greatest hits, I guess. So <laughs> it gives you pretty much everything you need. Yep. All right, I only got two more left. Um, how about much. our good buddies from Mayo, England? <laughs> Queen. Queen. Uh I mean, I I had their greatest hits. That was one of my first CDs. Was, I think it was my first album. Yeah. Was the uh, I had the platinum edition. No, no, the the, the I, I thought I had the better one than you. Which I one think did you, you did. I just had the single disc purple one. Okay, greatest hits volume one. Yeah, I had the one that had like three discs. Yeah, it kind of sucked because it didn't have Bohemian Rhapsody on it. Whoa, I know that's interesting. It was maddening. If I remember how that <laughs> album worked. It kind of just went through the whole catalog or like the hits, um, like yeah. chronologically. So like you'd be getting to the last disc. Mm. Maybe that's wrong. But you'd get to the last disc, <laughs> and um, it'd be like their late '80s stuff, like late '80s, early yeah. '90s almost. No, mine jumped around a bit. I feel like it started with "We Will Rock You," "We Are the Champions," <laughs> another one bites the dust, and then it. I want to say next on the track list was Killer Queen, maybe like somebody to love. <laughs> I wonder how much of this is right. I can remember that CD pretty well, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's one of your first, I'm sure it left an impact on yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. I think this is an easy one. I think Greatest Hits makes a lot of sense. It Granted, totally I'm does. a big fan of love. Uh, what is it? Night, Night at the Opera, and um, what's the big one? Or is that the big one? I thought that was the big the one. Night at the Opera and Day at the Races, but Night at the Opera is the big yeah. one. Yeah. Like, that's got plenty of hits and also some deep cuts. But I feel like when you look at the other albums, like, you kind of just want to see how many hits are on that one, how many hits are on that one. Because their hits were very commercial sounding. Yeah. They're very, like, built for the radio. As much as I do like some of the, the weirder stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I've still, I don't even know how many Queen albums I've actually sat down and just listened to. Maybe, like, three. Two for me. <laughs> 
I haven't even heard the one where it's it's like it's 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 got them like standing and it looks like it's from the Bohemian Rhapsody music video, but it doesn't have Bohemian Rhapsody on it. Queen two, I think. Never heard that one. Even it's got the great cover. Have you heard news of the world where they're being like crushed by that robot? No, I haven't. <laughs> I've heard uh, Night of Opera Day at the Races and Sheer Heart Attack. I don't think I've heard the first one though. No. I've heard four. Yeah. Okay. That's it though. I've never I've never heard jazz. <laughs> Or yeah. the the one that has crazy little thing called love, the game I think it's called. The game. Or you ever see that uh, that that album where I think it's called like kind of magic, where they look like all look like the genie from Aladdin. <laughs> it is one of the worst. Look oh, this up. Really? If, if, I, I don't have the, the title quite right, but it is one of the worst album covers I have ever seen. They're all like blue and have wide shoulders and are wearing suits. Um, it might have. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it what's right it now. called? It's like it's a, it's kind of, it's a. Kind it's, of just, magic. it's just called a kind of magic. Like, <laughs> okay, it looks terrible. They look exactly like the genie from Aladdin. This is 1986. It has one vision. One vision. And other stuff. Wow, God, this is silly. This is so silly. There's one we could do. I mean, it, it, it like do worst album covers yeah. of notable artists. Yeah, even that's a very visual thing. That'd be fun. We'll just be your guide. We can talk about that Rolling Stones album, Dirty Work, where they're all wearing like the <laughs> brightest of pinks and purples and stuff. That's a good one. That was one of the things that the '80s is so terrible was brightly colored suits, <laughs> like violently bright. Yeah. And like see these like. 40 year old guys wearing them <laughs> want to see me in a pink jacket with yellow pants <laughs> sounds good to me mm. okay i just have one more artist to recommend uh to bobby teenager mm-hmm. uh dude i totally like the rock where should i start with led zeppelin mm. Mm. <laughs> uh what would be, I guess the easy answer to that is start with Led Zeppelin 4 because again it's got all the heavy hitters on it uh, it's not what I did <laughs> I, I got uh, early days and latter days the greatest hits compilations split up into two uh, both of them feature the band in astronaut suits <laughs> but what's so great about that is they're younger astronauts on the first one, and then in the second one, they've like got slightly older pictures of them. So it looks like they've aged like so much over like five years. It's pretty weird. Like John Bonham <laughs> looks kind of fat now, it's and like Robert Plant has more wrinkles. It's not that big of a gap. It's like yeah, yeah it's like five years. six years. <laughs> they're all like, oh, what's up? <laughs> still going into space. I wish that was a. That was fine, I guess, that introduction. But I, I wish I had just gone with the albums. Um, What's up? One two would have been a good introduction too. I feel like, or even the first one. But yeah, I had to find the albums on my own. I think the way it worked for me is I want to say my first real experience with Led Zeppelin was that Led Zeppelin concert movie DVD. Oh yeah. Did it have a name, or was it just called Led Zeppelin? I think Zeppelin? it was just called Led Zeppelin. You had, and I watched some of that. And then I saw that you had those uh, discs, and I asked for them for Christmas, but I just got Latter Days. So that was my jam. That was my introduction to the Led Zeppelin. And Great. It was pretty weird. And then I remember listening to Led Zeppelin 3. And I kind of just, from yeah. there on out, just kind of picked them here and there. Eventually I got a box set, which was pretty great. 
if I had to recommend like where to start um, with Led Zeppelin for someone, I would probably just say start from the beginning. I feel like that first album is pretty good. It's got Days and Confused, got Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. It's you know, it's a good mix. Um, yeah. I feel like yeah, Led Zeppelin for me makes the most sense to go in order. It's not what I did, but I think if you really want to experience Led Zeppelin, it'd be really cool to start with those rock blues ones. Get more folky, get more experimental, getting some crazy shit. Then uh, you have to settle with some like lame synths. <laughs> Maybe if you're super diehard, you'll get into Coda and you're like, "This, this is good." I guess. I guess. I guess I like this. There was a Coda column. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's a okay. few songs. It's all right. Yeah. It just it, it it sounds like what it is. It's a bunch of B sides and tracks I never really used. So yeah. there you go. So there's the recommendations we have from Mr. Bobby Teenager, and he is fucking stoked to do this deep dive. <laughs> I hope this didn't take too much steam out of the rest of the conversation we could potentially have about Gray's hits. Um, I don't know if there's any other early great yeah. experiences you want to share. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> there are, there, yeah, because I, I wrote down a few of the ones that were kind okay. of important in my okay, musical no, development. I can go over some of the ones but most of them uh, are ones that you already brought up. That's what, yeah. I guess another one was I, I, I'm, I think my sister had that Elvis number ones compilation that came out like right after the Beatles ones to kind of like glom onto that. Oh yeah, yeah. Or yeah. it was just a bunch of Elvis hits, and I mean that I felt like that was a pretty good introduction to Elvis because he's another artist. I mean, even more than the Beatles that was big before the album kind of took hold. So it, it's nice to just have all those singles. Yeah, I feel like any artist that's like pre nineteen sixty, yeah, it's like for sure go with the greatest hits because I feel like artists and record companies didn't really know what an album should be back then. Like, yeah. there's so many albums where it'd be like, here's some hits, here's like a bunch of covers. Then they release the next album like six months later. It's got like one of the same hits from the previous album, and it's got a different mix of covers. It's mm-hmm. it, it just it wasn't really as much of like an artistic statement as it was. We got to pump out those songs. You didn't get that last one. The hits on this one too. Here you go. <laughs> Shut out the dough. So for Elvis, that makes a lot of sense. I think I probably only heard one, El- maybe two Elvis albums, and one of them was yeah. that from Memphis one, and then the other one was the the self-titled. I'm trying to do the one. cover. Yeah. The Clash one. <laughs> Elvis does the Clash. Yeah. Where's that album? Too bad he. Uh, well, I guess Lenny Collin came out after he died. But how did Elvis live? <laughs> Alternate timeline. Yeah. I want to see Elvis cover uh, London Calling and all this. London Calling. <laughs> till the phone I would so listen to that. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever done that just because that album, it's the same album cover, essentially. Yeah, like a mashup. Anyone's ever put that idea together to do Elvis. <laughs> Punk Elvis. Punk Elvis. I'm sure that's a thing. He's got the hairstyle, but he's got like the like a black jacket with like studs in it, and like. Yeah, I feel like Paul Simon is like kind of dressed like Elvis on the album cover, anyways. So there you go, Punk, Punk Elvis. Let's see, what are some of my other greatest hits experiences? I remember Cream was one where I got into them via Greatest Hits, yeah. which I would not recommend. It was weird. Yeah, because they don't have that many albums. I wonder about that with more with with artists that didn't put out any albums. Like getting like a Nirvana greatest hits seems weird, or like Simon and Garfunkel. That, yeah, that's uh, a good point. Or, or some artists, it's just like they didn't make that much, so you might yeah. as well just it's not going to take much time albums. to get through the albums anyway. Especially Simon Garfunkel, I feel like all their albums are less than thirty minutes. They're all like twenty eight minutes long. Yeah, you could listen to the whole discography in a day easily. Yep, and start listening to it again. 
twice in one day. <laughs> Other greatest hits. We talked about Queen. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's more disco, but Bee Gees was a big one for me. I had the two yeah. two disc Bee Gees greatest hits. Though that was kind of cool because it let me uh, experience their like early '60s stuff, and some of that stuff I, I think is kind of cool. Um, you know, stuff that probably most people, I think, to this day, still don't even know about. I, I'd be, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would be surprised that like the Bee Gees were like a Brit British invasion band before yeah. they're a disco band. So I think greatest hits is good if you if you really want to get the Bee Gees. But if you're just like casual listener, I think you probably give the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. It was my introduction to them. <laughs> oh, they're greatest. Have you bought any over like the past, let's say, five years? Sure, I just bought one of few months ago oh yeah if i bought ones any sooner than that i bought a Susie and the banshees greatest hits because that's one of those bands i've always liked but like i have a hard time wanting to listen to the full albums just because some of their stuff's just like kind of dark and broody and like i don't know like goth more goth oriented rock i don't think i can listen to for like multiple albums same reason I've, i've never listened to like a ton of cure albums either I mean, uh, Disintegration's really good, but like I mostly just kind of like their hits for the most part. I think I agree. Yeah, I've really only heard Disintegration, and the rest has just been hits. That makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I could go through a few other bands where I feel like they work better as greatest hits. Um, I feel like one you might agree with is there's a Raspberry's greatest hits I have that's great, and I've never really thought about <laughs> listening to describe the cover to me it's like a giant raspberry and then it's like kind of greenish yellowish and there's like a bunch of faces in the raspberry i know what you're talking about that i had a much lamer cover it's not the same compilation um i think the raspberries is an excellent and there i think there are there are a few 70s bands too i mean we were kind of talking about how there are a lot of 60s that's so the one you had. The yeah. They're like all in leisure suits. <laughs> they're <laughs> really bad. I mean, they're like, they're a pretty 70s band. Um, but yeah, I, I know the 60s is kind of more known for its singles, but there they were still good singles bands, I feel like, into the 70s and, and even the 80s too, I guess. Like ABBA is one that definitely comes to mind. Oh, for sure. They had just so many hits and they sound kind of great just piled on top of each other but i don't know if i'd ever want to listen to an abba album i'd, I'd maybe do it i do like abba <laughs> they're fun yeah i'd probably go with the greatest hits you know you mentioned the raspberries that made me think about like a lot of power pop i think would probably work good for some reason in in a greatest hits compilation like bad finger i think would be a good greatest hits band yeah. i wonder about like cheap trick though i don't know i probably still pick albums for cheap I'd probably trick for listen some to their albums but i i don't know Seems like yeah, they would work. I think the thing is like at Budokan kind of feels like a greatest hits. That's album. true, but it's not. But it's something special. Not. Yeah, it's weird for when when a band's the best album is their live album. We got to do a live albums episode. Yeah, we haven't done that. Um, we'll, do we'll have crowd noise going the whole time. It'll be like super fake. <laughs> do you guys like? I'm trying to think of a lame live album. Frampton comes alive. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there you go. We should do an episode where we talk about Frampton Comes Alive. <laughs> For the whole an album thing. that was a monster hit when it yeah. came out, and no one gives a shit that's like under 50 years old now. <laughs> it's the ultimate boomer album. Yeah. Uh, another 70s one, like, I feel like glam rock works too as greatest hits. Like, I have a sweet greatest hits that is really awesome. 
especially with those bands those british bands that like they didn't really know how to what to do with them when they came over to america and i feel like they yeah. kind of like do like a shittier release that doesn't have certain songs or they'd add certain songs they'd mess with it they'd toy with it yeah to try to make it more commercial or change it so no that makes a lot of sense glam um what about kiss I have a Kiss Greatest Hits, and it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, I had a Kiss Greatest Hits, too. That was kind of my first introduction to them, was having a live and, uh, like, Kiss Greatest or whatever the hell yeah. it is. I'm sure there's, like, 8 million <laughs> Kiss Greatest Hits. Yeah, I would, I would recommend a live as the album you go with. That's the one you yeah. start with, obviously. But, like, after, yeah, I think Greatest Hits is, is, is pretty good, too. Sometimes I just want to listen to God Gave Rock and Roll to You. And I'm not going to listen to whatever terrible album that's on. <laughs> Bill and Ted 2 soundtrack, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'd be curious. Did you say you have some artists that don't work, in your opinion, for greatest hits? Or do you think we can come um, up with some if you don't? Like, well, I mean, we just mentioned a few, like Simon and Garfunkel and yeah, short that ones, kind short of stuff, ones. where they don't have that many albums. I bet I could think of a few. I didn't do it beforehand, though. So well, you know, if we're, since we earlier you were talking about recent greatest hits that you've purchased, and I didn't really chime in on that because yeah. I think there's a couple that I've purchased or listened to. Um, one that I was really excited to, to buy. This is probably like three, four years ago. And then when I was listening to it, it didn't really work. I have a Smith's Greatest Hits, yeah. which is weird because I thought that would work because they have like that, what's that, Louder Than Bombs compilation yeah. thing. And that's kind of like a mishmash of just stuff, random singles. For some reason, this one didn't work. I, I feel like it just wasn't ordered, like in a good order. It just felt like a lot of the same stuff, like uh, consecutively. I don't know. I uh, It didn't work for me, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe because none of their songs, to me, really feel like, oh, this could be on the radio. This could be a big hit. I'd rather just listen yeah. to the albums. It didn't work. <laughs> um, but one that totally worked is I had like a, it was like a Misfits compilation. Because mm-hmm. all their... Their releases are spread all over the place. Their albums albums are like 13 minutes and stuff. It's just like, it's a fucking mess. So I think you'd be good to get a compilation for like a punk band that like had such a scattered release <laughs> schedule of all their music. Yeah, like I know there's that one release uh, that Minor Threat put out, I think, after they disbanded. And I think it's just called Minor Threat, and it has the two EPs and the album. And it's just the whole discography, and I think it fits on one disc. Because <laughs> their songs are so short. Isn't that big... Oh, what's that one Fugazi album? Oh, uh... 13 songs? 13 songs. That's, isn't that a compilation? Like, it right? kind of is, technically. I've always more viewed it as an album. I think it's just the first two or three eps probably three eps just mashed together into one release but it came out like way later in the 80s came out in 89 yeah it's way earlier stuff i mean that's not like way later their first proper album didn't come out till 1990 wow so they're just what's with all these punk bands in like the late 70s and 80s being like we're gonna do like three song EP and then we'll, we'll do another one next year. I feel like hardcore particularly works a lot better for EPs than albums because it just it wears on you just that. It just as a consumer, loudness. it feels weird. Yeah, but like I usually prefer to listen to a yeah. hardcore EP than a. Full I just album. I think of it as like I can't wait till next year when I get to hear three more songs by Fugazi. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Punk is a very interesting 
subject for greatest well, yeah, hits. Because they didn't really the exact have opposite of yep. the greatest hits. Um, like, I can't imagine someone like, oh, I got the Minutemen greatest hits. <laughs> it's got 80 songs on it. It's a half hour long. <laughs> yeah, so that's an easy one. If, you, if we're talking punk, yeah, just no, don't get a greatest don't hits. If it exists. <laughs> I would be surprised. I'm going to look up to see if the Minutemen Greatest Hits exists. I'd be pretty surprised, but maybe. Uh, Minutemen Greatest Hits. I don't think it does. Because hmm. there's like, who the fuck would buy that? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, dude, I just found the Green Day Greatest Hits. Nice. Do bands still do Greatest Hits today? Is that still a thing? Ooh. I remember probably like, Five years ago, when like the Killers carried the greatest hits, I was like, "What? Is this still a thing? Chris hits albums?" Yeah, I don't feel like it really is. Maybe they do every once in a while for older bands, just so you have like something to buy your mom on Christmas or something. But yeah, still, I want a solid CD. It's just like It'll be CDs lost on the internet. don't really exist, so it's weird. Yeah, you kind of just pick and choose what you want on whatever your streaming device choices do you think they'll ever bring back 20th century masters 21st century <laughs> masters you remember those totally my uh my introduction to chuck berry was my sister at a, a 20th century masters of him uh and it, I, it wasn't quite enough i feel like chuck berry works really well for greatest hits because he's another pre-album era rock guy but there's that like 28 golden greats compilation i i had a vinyl uh of chuck berry's golden decade which was another double album uh which worked really well because it had a bunch of his songs and like you know it's enough of his songs that it doesn't start to feel repetitive after a while yeah because he had a definite formula to his songs (laughs) exactly um but yeah, like the 20th century masters, I just don't feel like it usually gives you enough of the artist. It just, and it, it does just seem like total corporate fuck. Like <laughs> it's the ultra corporate. It's like ten songs. I kind of like the the album covers with that. It's kind of hokey, but that weird 20th century thing in the logo, and then the silver back yep. like, behind the text, and then like some random photo of the band. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason, looking at all these, there's a couple that's like, oh, I saw that so many times back when I used to like, you know. I mean, I still buy music, but I used to see these a lot more. These aren't as popular as they were in, like, 1998 or whatever. Like, I saw the Who one all the time. It's like them. It's like a golden-hued oh, yeah. photo. It looks very familiar It's funny looking at some of these, seeing, like, like who's going to get Semisonic? It's <laughs> <laughs> Master. I mean, if you want to go, like, a little bit deeper with Semisonic than Closing Time, but you know you're not going to go that deep because they're one of wonders. Makes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look to see how many songs they usually put on one of these. I'm going to seems like it's ten or eleven. I'm going to the lead singer of Semisonic's website, DanWilsonMusic.com. <laughs> oh wow, Tw- they did twelve tracks, man. Wow, there's a lot of covers on this. Across the Great Divide, that's a definitely a song by the band, and act naturally. <laughs> they couldn't fill it out with all originals. They had to throw in a couple covers. I'm trying to see if there's any other ones. It's like the fuck like why is this in the 20th century master collection we've talked about how there's an alien ant farm 20th yeah, century oh master it's so funny because it's like i feel like most of their stuff was 21st century <laughs> but i don't know 
I see, oh, Jimi Hendrix gone. Ooh. <laughs> that's pretty cool. You had a Jimi Hendrix greatest hits. Yeah, right? that's that's definitely one where I should not have gotten a greatest hits. It was, I got a Jimi Hendrix smash hits, which is basically just a bunch of. Yep, that's the one. Was it a 20th Century Masters? Mine, was, mine wasn't. This one says it. Maybe like, maybe they, they, they bought it out. Forces. Yeah, uh, it's got the the banner, but it still says smash hits behind it. Yeah, that was my first Jimi Hendrix album, and it, it wasn't a good introduction because I feel like it's. Like ninety percent just tracks from Are You Experienced and All Along the Watchtower, maybe. It's just like I should have bought Are You Experienced. That's that's the best introduction to Hendrix. Yeah. Hands down. It, yeah, it's it's got so much. It's got everything you need. That was definitely my introduction to Hendrix. Yeah, I was I was hoping that in this brief window I could find like the, the the dumbest looking 20th century master CDs, um, but there's just so many. It's tough. I think yeah, Alien Ant Farm's probably the weirdest one. I also see there's John Williams and the Boston Pops. Yeah, that sounds fun. There's a Rob Zombie who, <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Fry. Yeah, not Don Henley. Just, Glenn Fry. Just Glenn Fry. So uh, we should do. Uh, you know, we have our. We'll probably do oh, a podcast about it someday. Yeah. I also noticed there's. Three Kiss 20th Century Masters. Split, Hell yeah. Split up into the 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> hey, by the way, I hate you. Here's Kiss 90s, 20th Century Masters. <laughs> that, I feel like Kiss was probably like, it's a good idea. It's a good move. Oh, yes. they, they, I mean, they did like, they had their hit with like a live, and then they did a live like three more times. There's like yeah. a live four, and it's all about the sequels. We're just a franchise, man. See, that's just because they're that good. They need that. So good. I was just gonna say, Con, our band Poon should do a 20th century masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> After we release our next album, just pick some socks of the two and then throw it on there. Yeah. Put that up there. It's got like a really rock talk generic dance. picture of us looking very serious <laughs> towards the camera. Or not so serious. I see the 38 special one, and it's like this is definitely like just from photo that was lying around. That's yeah. like. <laughs> Hey, we never used this. I guess we'll use this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like that's pretty extensive foray into greatest hits albums. Yeah. It is. It is funny because we started this podcast, and you immediately made me question whether or not greatest hits is even still a thing when you talked about, yeah. you know, how younger people. This is not how they go about listening to music, probably. Mm-hmm. Though I guess <laughs> Robert, are you still recording? Did you stop. No, I'm still recording. You're still recording. Okay. Um, because I, I guess what we were doing is recommending this to like someone who wants to get into rock, mostly. Yeah. This is rock talk. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you'll still get those those guys, those, those teens like us. Because, um, you know, we sort of grew up during, not really, but like iTunes and screening. No, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. We're still like, got to go and buy the CD. So, I mean, sort of, but iTunes, I feel like, was around. I guess it was around. right about when I was starting to buy albums. So you kind of always had that choice, so you could buy something <laughs> in the store over online. Yeah, if I'm rec- recommending to like a new John, you know, <laughs> I'll be like, "This third one's your greatest hits. Third one's not. Here's your guide, my my man, my man, my brosive." <laughs> All right. Should we move ahead to our yesterday and today segment? Sure. Okay, this is always fun. So this is a segment where Colin and I each 
recommend uh, an album, one from the past and one from recent years. Usually, mm-hmm. that's something that's fairly new. Yep. And I usually go first. I don't know why I say usually. I always go first, so I will go first. Um, my yesterday pick. So, Colin, as you know, one of my all-time favorite artists is going on tour this summer. Just told you about this a day or two ago, and that's Mr. Alice Cooper. August 19th, Angel of the Winds Arena in Everett. Gotta go see that show. I've always wanted to see Alice Cooper. I think that's what the Everett Event Center is called now, Angel of the Winds. Angel of the Winds. Okay. I have no idea what to do with that is. But because of that, I've got stoked, so I'm doing a deep dive. I'm listening to a lot of those early 70s Alice Cooper albums. But I thought I'd adventure a little further this time. Um, so I listened to his 1978 album, From the Inside. On the road somewhere Was it Texas or was it Canada Drinking whiskey in the morning light It's pretty cool. The album covers like his face, but it's like kind of like a door. And it's basically a concept album of um, the time Alice Cooper went to an asylum for extreme alcoholism, mm-hmm. which I guess, is that something these people still do? It's like, I'm an alcoholic, I'm going to an asylum. <laughs> I mean, like they would just call it rehab. Well, they call it an asylum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He went to a sign for alcoholism and wrote this album. He wrote it with Bernie Taupin. Oh, from Elton John. From Elton fame. John. Fame, yes. And uh, he, he worked with a different producer. He usually worked with a guy named Bob Ezrin, who is a name you've probably heard. He worked with Kiss totally. off yeah. and on and some other bands. And it's it's kind of like a, more of like a like uh, stage musical rock it's not really super heavy it's there's some funky stuff in there there's like duets and stuff it feels like you're watching a musical but i was pretty into it and there's just songs about like this like nurse that he's like into but she's like a nurse ratchet type and like all the inmates and they're all crazy i think they did a marvel comic book to go along with this album about alice cooper being in asylum and trying to break out um but it's just it was a lot of fun and there's some really cool instrumentation um, Alice com- uh, did a lot of the music with this guy that he'd been collaborating with in the latter half of the 70s named Dick Wagner, who's also the guy who would always fill in for Ace Freely when Ace Freely was too drunk to play. <laughs> Dick Wagner would like play for him on a lot of Kiss albums. Surprising about a Kiss talk, I guess. <laughs> Big surprise. Uh, but yeah, it's just, like a, it's just like a really interesting album. It's cool that Alice Cooper... He probably did like three, four, maybe more concept albums. It was cool that he was always mixing it up and trying all, all, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, his shows are basically these elaborate musicals or plays or, you know, all sorts of antics and theatrics. So it's mm-hmm. cool that his music was like that, too. So I don't know if I'll ever venture into 80s Alice Cooper. I've never really been that interested. Yeah. But uh, I liked From the Inside, both show. Colin, your yesterday pick. Uh, my yesterday is an album I've I've known about for a while, uh, and a band I I knew originally from the Nuggets collection, like the expanded one. It had a few of their songs on it. Is uh, the Monks Black Monk Time. Yeah, 
It's uh, it's an album I bought in when I was in Portland over Christmas break. I bought it on vinyl, and uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's it's one of those albums that doesn't really sound like anything from its time, and still is really kind of singular and weird and. It, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a very interesting curiosity of an album because, you know, it was made by these five GIs, American GIs that were posted in Germany and formed a band together making this, like, sort of garage rock but also kind of deconstructing, like, what a rock song would be with, like, lots of more, like, weird like keyboardy experiments and also like odd you know rhythmic patterns in their songs and really like kind of abrasive uh repetitive <laughs> lyrics that are sometimes kind of funny and just kind of offbeat and uh, of course they also dressed like monks they shaved the tops of their heads and uh yeah just just a very odd but a really cool interesting band that i feel like was also kind of influential on uh, on i guess like kraut rock it's all always kind of pointed to like sort of taking rock and and making it a little weirder and less straightforward um yeah so this is their only album their only album so they just did it while they were together based in germany and then just pieced out after that it's it like we did our weird like album. I, I i'm guessing maybe they played shows a little bit in Germany. I don't even know if they ever toured in the U.S. or anything. I mean, I guess this probably wasn't, like, super commercial. It's not, no, it's not a commercial <laughs> album at all. Probably would have been hard to build a career off of playing this kind of music. Yeah, totally. I needed to listen to that again. I was listening to part of Nuggets today. It's so funny that you brought up Nuggets. Yeah. I was listening to some old 60s stuff. For some reason, when I hear the monks, though, the only song I can ever remember is Cuckoo. <laughs> it's a bizarre song, but it's really cool. Yeah, and they're all sorts of cool stuff they did. And they have like electric banjo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hilarious haircuts. <laughs> I feel like they should be a little more famous for how weird they were for the time they came out. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool story. All right, so my today pick uh, something that came out I think a couple weeks ago is the debut album. By Soccer Mommy, Clean. I want to be like your last girl. She's got the style. Drop you all down. Love the way she wears her makeup. She would be so nice to wake up to. She's so This is an artist that I found out about when I was doing my like last minute like I gotta listen to as much music as I can in 2017 to put together some sort of like top 10 albums list and I found like Soccer Mommy had done like an EP and I listened to that this is pretty cool but I don't know if I should count this because it's not like a like full album but then she came out with this full album a little bit later and I think they described it as like um, bedroom rock which is like these are songs that you write and record in your bedroom and it's like very angsty and there's like appropriate use of the F word <laughs> you know and she's only like 20 years old so it's just crazy yeah. so uh, she's very youthful very like got a lot of attitude but just like good good pop music too I, I feel like this is an album that you would totally be into have you listened to it yet? yeah I've listened to, listened to it, it a bit yeah I liked it it, yeah. just, it seems like, it, like something that like you would write about and then I'd be like oh, I'll listen to and then I listen to six months later try to like listen to it as fast as I can put it on the list or something yeah no I totally know what you're talking about that bedroom rock like that's kind of what 
Frankie Cosmos feels like to me. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of similar to that, I would say. Kind of very like brittle pop. For <laughs> but sure, I can for sure. like kind of rock a little bit sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm into it. Uh Colin, what's your today pick? Oh, my pick totally rocks. It's a band called Batfangs, who I saw open for Super Chunk. Uh, I saw them live a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I'd never heard of them before, but I immediately recognized their lead singer. Uh, what's her name? Betsy Wright, because she is the bass player for X Hex, uh, another oh, wow. DC band that I really love. But unfortunately, they haven't come out with an album since 2013. They only put out one album, uh, but I fucking love that debut X Hex album. And this is definitely similar. It's like that very poppy glammy a little bit of punk sound um i I remember that they closed their set with a cover of talk dirty to me by poison so (laughs) (laughs) So just like this really fun rock and roll music and i I think betsy wright actually wrote a couple songs on that first x hex album even though they're kind of known more as a uh mary timoney project but um yeah they were they were really good. Awesome, awesome, and a pretty good show. It's always it's always a treat when you like can really get into the opening act. Yeah, totally. So where was that show? That was at Numos, Capitol Hill. Superchunk seems like they could play a bigger venue than Numos. That's kind of kind of weird venue for them. Yeah, they could play the Paramount. They, yeah, probably. So I mean, I I would prefer to see it a smaller venue. Yeah, no, it was that was. A, great show they were so good i couldn't believe it like i could recommend that album too what a time to be alive but i just wanted to recommend an album that i probably won't review on the blog yeah and i already reviewed that super chunk album but that's that, that's a good one too yeah, good music cool show at numos i'm sure it's better than seeing a band at the angel of the winds <laughs> we'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll see if i'm going home though uh, so yeah, that was our greatest hits discussion and some of our recommendations. If you like what you heard, you can check out other podcasts we've done on, on iTunes by searching Mildly Pleased or Rock Talk. That's two Ks, no C. Or you can Google Rock Talk and we might come up. I Maybe. Think. Hopefully. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll see you next time. And... Uh, We'll see you when we go into the great wide open under them skies of blue.